Biden's relief package has barely anything to do with COVID relief. Senator Cruz flies to Cancun in the middle of a winter storm and Rush Limbaugh passes away. All this and more on the No Bullcrap podcast coming up. All right, welcome back to the No Bullcrap Podcast, guys. Been a while since I've done one of these, and I'm excited to get back into doing them again. Wanted to apologize again real quick for the lack of episodes and content coming out recently. Um, I took kind of a long social media break, but uh, we're back now, and we're diving into cultural uh, things going on, politics, faith, the whole shebang. So um, just wanted to give you guys a quick little update on what uh, I'm doing and uh, my work and uh, content like this and what to expect in this year, 2021. So um, I've been really busy on the Patriot Academy side of things, which is the organization that my dad founded and runs um, uh, doing media stuff for them. We've been creating our brand new biblical citizenship course, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in this episode. Um, but so I've been kind of swapped with media work on on that side of things. So I haven't been able to do a lot of this, but I am hoping to get back to at least a weekly podcast episode uh, talking about cultural things going on, headlines, um, COVID, politics, the presidency, Biden, you know, all of it. So anyway, with that said, uh, just wanted to say thank you for watching and listening, and uh, let's get into the content. First up, um, what the heck happened to Texas? <laughs> Dude, this freaking winter storm going through Texas, man, uh, just absolutely devastating. Um, if you're not from Texas, um, and uh, really any of the other states in the South that were affected by this, and, and I don't, I know mainly kind of just what's going on in Texas. Um, thankfully, my family is in a part of Texas that wasn't hit too bad, and uh, we got through just fine. Um, didn't have any pipes burst. Electricity was just, you know, uh, rotating blackouts like everybody else was having, but uh, thankfully was not hurt too bad by the storm itself. Now, the guys in my family, we were all actually in Nevada doing a uh, constitutional defense frontside course. Um, that I'll also talk about later at the end of this podcast. But we were coming, we were doing a course once the storm hit and weren't able to get back home to Texas until like yesterday. We literally got home yesterday. And uh, after all the bad stuff has already passed, and my mom is a, such a pioneer woman and she got the rest of the family who was here through it all. And, uh, you know, they were uh, huddling together in the home to try to stay as warm as they could. I think it got to. Uh, about five degrees. I think it got into the negatives at one point, they were saying, but, um, you know, they pushed through because they're tough. They're Texans, and uh, we like to take a challenge head on and uh, just push through. So they did it. They got through, and I know that that is uh, unfortunately not the story of a lot of Texans. In fact, we've had, I think, 30-plus deaths due to um, this winter storm in uh, in Texas alone. So um, definitely be praying, guys, for the South, for Texas, and just everybody affected by this weather. Um, and in terms of uh, just Texas politics a little bit here for you, um, when it comes to the issues with the power grid and the people running that, uh, I read an article um, by Texas Daily, I think it was, something, Texas Daily Caller, um, and it was basically saying that you can't really blame anybody for the the power grid failures because we're not ever prepared for something like this. This is an historic winter storm through Texas. Um, but in my opinion, 
I think you can kind of blame Craig Abbott for shutting the state down like he did for so long. And if we were able to be working in a normal capacity, we probably would have been a little bit more prepared for something like this. Um, so it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that we can just kind of say we weren't prepared for this. So what? You know, move on. We learn. I think there's there, there's there's a little bit to say that we were not working at full capacity and we probably could have been a little bit more prepared for this if we were. All right, so I'm going to steal a little segment from Matt Walsh. He's never going to watch the show, so who cares? Don't tell him, but uh, he's never going to find out. So we're going to go into a new segment called Five Headlines. All right, so number one, um, Biden's uh, <laughs> his COVID relief bill. Um, it has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> COVID relief. Well, barely anything, if that. So, um, okay, you will not believe how much money this dude is trying to spend on a relief bill. $1.9 trillion. Trillion with a T. You cannot even mentally wrap your head around how much money that is. And looking at the national debt we have, this is, this is only making it worse. Swelling the balloon until it's going to pop eventually. Um, but all right, so this is just, let me just read off some of this stuff to you. Um, $1.9 trillion to a coronavirus relief package. And only about 6% of this is actually going to go towards coronavirus relief efforts. Um, 1% of it is going towards vaccine uh, distribution. And 5% is actually going towards pandemic related health stuff. Um, this is according to the Daily Wire. 15% of this package, $300 billion is set aside for just purely liberal leftist policy agendas. Things like Obamacare, Biden just raised the minimum wage. This stuff has nothing to do with COVID relief. And they're putting it into this COVID relief bill. Why? Like, I have an honest question. Why are they getting away with this? Why can we not just keep it really simple? Just do one thing at a time with a bill. You want to do a coronavirus relief package? Just make a bill and a package that just does coronavirus relief stuff. Why are you trying to slip all this bullcrap into here? Freaking $300 billion for things like Obamacare subsidies and minimum wage raising it to $15 an hour. And, and that's a whole other conversation of why a minimum wage is a stupid idea and doesn't work. But what really gets me going is why they're able to slip all this other stuff into relief packages. And nobody bats an eye. I mean, everybody on our side bats an eye, but the media, everybody on the left, they just, this is normal to them. This is normal for them to put all of their effort into one bill and 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 try to make it they label it as a relief package but it's not they're slipping all this other stuff in it because they're sneaky sly little power hungry egocentric <clears throat> i was about to say a bad word um all right so that's that's the uh that's the relief package uh let's move on here cruz senator cruz flew down to uh cancun a couple days ago um, he took his daughters down there. Uh, in the, the way the media is spinning this is, you know, Cruz flies down to Cancun to vacation with his family, leaving the rest of Texas to, to suffer with, without power in Texas. Totally putting a false spin on, on what happened here. Now, um, let, me, let me just uh, show you guys. I want to play you all the video real quick. This is Cruz responding to the, 
the the heat that he's under a conspiracy or whatever that he you know left texans to to suffer in the power outages watch this now response senator cruz tonight did say in retrospect he might have made a mistake adding in a statement in part wanting to be a good dad i flew down with them last night and i'm flying right back this afternoon and he did my staff and i are in constant communication with state local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in texas you went and you took your daughters to cancun and you came back I think you can be a father and be the senator of Texas all at the same time and make a round trip, quick drop-off trip, and come home. Well, Sean, that's right. And, and, and starting with what you opened with, you, you connected me with Joe early on before these storms actually even hit the state of Texas. And, and you reached out and I reached out to Governor Abbott and said, listen, this guy knows his stuff and you ought to talk to him and we helped connect them. And, you know, at the same time, Governor Abbott had already declared a, an emergency in all 254 counties uh, all across Texas. And, and so I joined with John Cornyn in urging Joe Biden to declare a federal disaster uh, to mirror the governor's request, which President Biden, to his credit, did. And so that was early on, right before these storms came. We knew they were they were serious. All right. So Sean said it perfectly. I mean, you are able to be a senator and be a father at the same time. And uh, in retrospect, I think Cruz came to the correct conclusion that it probably was a mistake to leave at that time. And as a senator, you know, you want to be in your state with your constituents. You want to show that you've you've got their back. And so uh, probably wasn't a good look initially. And uh, I agree that um, he shouldn't have gone, but uh, he made the right choice and, and came back. And he, you know, if you put yourself in his shoes, it makes total sense that even if you planned on going for a weekend to work remotely, um, that's the world we live in. You can do that. You can go work remotely in a different country. Um, that is just the world we live in. So it really, it really makes no sense to me that even if he had stayed, that that would have been a big deal worth throwing a fuss about. But um, uh, in retrospect, you know, like you said, better that he came home and uh kind of showed texans that i am here i I'm, I'm standing with you guys i got your back i'm gonna suffer through this with y'all but uh at the same time as a father i mean do what's best for your family man don't don't uh don't let your family suffer at the at the uh behest of just caring about your image you know i don't think cruz cares about his image more than he does his family not at all in fact i know he doesn't but uh take care of your family so i don't hold any grudge against the guy but uh, of course the media is just gonna throw him under the bus the uh, the hypocrisy though on the left i do uh i remember this because i'm i'm older than you know four months but uh i remember back in november last year when uh austin mayor steve adler went and vacationed in mexico uh during the pandemic um and telling Austonians to stay home to help slow the spread while he went to Mexico to vacation with his family and uh, hold his daughter's wedding. Now, I don't think there's any problem with that. I think do whatever the heck you want because the pandemic is not really that bad. <laughs> and so I think you should just let people get back to life as normal and start traveling and just let people do what they want, actually. If you want to wear a mask, get the vaccine, I don't care, whatever. But... It's not wrong to go traveling in the middle of a pandemic if the pandemic is not as bad as it actually is. And of course, the mayor, um, Steve Adler, he, he succumbed to the mob and cancel culture and he threw out an apology and, uh, you know, the media maybe gave one little glimpse at it. It wasn't even in like mainstream media for very long, uh, mostly local. But um, 
after that, you know, they they move on. They didn't they didn't care about it much after that, but they have sure hit uh, Cruz pretty hard um, for for traveling down to Cancun. But none of it really deserves to be criticized at all. It's uh, both honestly, both those travels were completely reasonable and uh, shouldn't hold any grudge against either of them. All right, so another news, uh, Rush Limbaugh passed away a few days ago, and um, that's an incredibly sad day for uh, American politics in general. This man was um, a staple in in conservative radio, and I got to be honest, I actually never listened to Rush myself. My dad was a huge fan. Um, I never really got around to listening to his programs. I kind of grew up on the Daily Wire guys and some of the more current conservative uh, influencers and commentators. Um, but, I, I mean, I do got to say, I have the utmost respect for the guy because he made and helped shape uh, the political worldview of so many people that I listen to nowadays. So a lot of the Daily Wire guys, these guys were shaped by Rush Limbaugh. I mean, um, and everything that they're saying about him, I mean, gosh, they just hold this dude in the highest esteem possible. It was actually pretty cool. I remember when Rush got the Presidential Medal of Freedom from uh, President Trump last year at a State of the Union address. And uh, even though I didn't really know a lot about him at that time, I wasn't familiar with his content a little bit here and there but i i'd never really listened to him even though i knew who he was and i knew how much he mattered to the conservative movement that really mattered to me and that, and that was awesome seeing him get that medal because i knew that 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 would never happen in today's culture unless it was from a bulldog like president trump willing to go against the pc culture um, but i knew a democrat president would never give somebody like rush limbaugh the presidential medal of freedom so i knew that wasn't an historic staple in conservative politics and, and a great moment so um he will definitely be missed and um uh it's just it just goes to show you that your 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 legacy is is really important what people think about you after you pass away is really important and every decision you make your your career your marriage how you raise your kids just your daily attitude is all building up to eventually what will be your legacy and uh he's leaving a good one he's leaving a good one because he is only being bragged on and uh held up in in some honor um and then also i just have to admire how he handled this last few years with his diagnosis um and and really pushing through that with faith and confidence and uh and just the grit and the will to keep fighting all the way till the end and he did and he did so um you'll be missed rush and uh it's a it's a sad day when you when you lose somebody as uh, as important as rush does all right so in other news um i just had to talk about this one because it uh well i'll just read it to you and, and let and let you hear um let's see author robin d'angelo's this is according to the daily wire linkedin course of uh, confronting racism quote be less white uncovering white fragility robin d'angelo is best known for her 2018 book white fragility why is it so hard for white people to talk about racism which later blah blah blah, blah. okay uh she basically go on she goes on to confront um the basic tenets of whiteness and the bad parts of whiteness here's some of the things she um offers as solutions to being less white, be less aggressive, be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive, be less ignorant, be more humble, listen, believe, break with apathy, break with white solidarity. Right, right, okay, okay. Believe, believe in what? Believe in 
your narrative, believe in your worldview, believe that I am inherently wrong and racist because of the color of my skin. That sounds pretty racist. Be less oppressive. Ooh, I didn't know I was oppressive. Thank you for thank you for pointing that out. Be less arrogant. Now, now, I think we can all agree. Karens need to be less arrogant. That's just that's just a given. Be less certain. Be less certain. Certain of what is the question? Be less certain that I am always racist because of the color of my skin. It basically comes back to all of these things mean you are inherently racist just because you're white. Oh, I'm I'm so sick and tired of having this conversation with people. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm <laughs> just reading um, the rest of this article. She she's white. Okay, first of all, so she's white trying to tell everybody how to not be white. Uh, but she reportedly gets paid 10 to 15,000 dollars for a few hours of her work. Um, she gets paid by or has gotten paid reported to be had, she it's been reported that she has gotten paid by Yukon um, $20,000 sometimes for a three-day retreat so I mean obviously that that's her white privilege that is that is definitely her white privilege putting her in that position that uh, no black person could obtain obviously because they're not privileged and they can't do that uh, so but because she's white, she's able to teach on this. She's got the privilege to do it. So she's able to teach on these things. And we have to pay her $20,000 for three-day retreats because she's white, of course. It actually could be that she's just stupid and people are actually stupid enough to listen to her and pay her that money. That's also, you know, a, a, that's also a, a, an answer there or a possible reason why this moron gets paid that much money. All right. Um, the Washington Post had an article, and I just want to <laughs> read you this article, too. Okay. Um... <laughs> scrunchies and dog walking the country gets a taste of joe biden's radical normalcy <laughs> radical normalcy now just think about this for a second we're actually to the point where people are head over heels for all, for a white woman too by the way she's white so obviously she's privileged that she got there we're head over heels for a normal person a normal woman to be the first lady like what happened to being excited about extraordinary people being excited about somebody who has great accomplishments and aspirations and goals and is someone to be looked up to if Joe Biden's so normal why is she worth looking up to why is she worth admiring as a little girl? If you're a little girl, you really want to admire and look up to Joe Biden if she's so radically normal? Wouldn't you want to look up to somebody that uh, has accomplished a lot of things? Hmm? Wouldn't you want to look to somebody who's successful? And just because you're the first lady doesn't mean you're actually worth looking up to, especially if you're a radically normal person. God, the logic of these people. All right, um, that's going to do it for our five headlines. Um, I got a quote of the day for y'all. This is another new segment we're going to be doing. I'm going to try to do a quote on every episode. If I sit next to a madman as he drives a car into a group of innocent bystanders, I can't, as a Christian, simply wait for the catastrophe, then confront the wounded and bury the dead. I must try to wrestle the steering wheel out of the hands of the driver.
That was a quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And I think it's very applicable to where Christian conservatives are nowadays. We're looking at the culture and um, America, and we're looking at how the left is taking a wrecking ball of failed ideologies and driving it straight towards the heart of what America is and our people. And they're going to they're trying to destroy it, maybe intentionally, maybe not. I think a lot of people them intentionally, some of them unintentionally, but they don't realize that socialism, communism, the censorship, all this bullcrap that they're pulling off right now, it is going to ruin the the extraordinariness. <laughs> yeah, I should make that word up. The extraordinary. <laughs> they're gonna ruin what makes America great which is individualism, free enterprise, the pursuit of happiness, that we're all made intrinsically equal. The left doesn't believe that. So they're trying to destroy our culture. They're trying to destroy our nation. They're driving the car straight into the innocent bystanders. And us, as Christian conservatives, we look at that, and I think I cannot just sit back and let it happen. I've got to do something. I have to, to step up and speak for truth, and I've got to defend this great nation that we live in, and I've got to defend the principles that it was built upon. The left is trying to destroy America, guys. What are we going to do to fight back? Are we just going to sit in the passenger seat and let it happen and then, and then you know, try to comfort the wounded afterwards as if we didn't do it? We weren't the ones driving the car. No. We can do something. We can try to rip that steering wheel out of the hands of the left. And here's how we do it. We got to take back the culture. The culture is what creates the politics of a nation. Uh, the Daily Wire guys say it so well. They say politics is downstream of culture. Whatever the culture of your nation is, the politics is going to line up with that culture downstream. So the left has taken over the culture of America uh, for the last 30, 40 years. And that is why we have ended up in such bad shape because we've bred people to believe and be fed the lies of the of the left so easily through entertainment, uh, through through news and media. And we've lost accountability in, in the media and in the news world. So we have to take back the culture. And I want to give you guys a couple of uh, things that you can do practically right now and, and just join me on my journey doing this because I'm, I'm you know, constantly learning and trying to uh, play my part just as much as you guys are. So um, here's a couple things you can do. Number one, attend Patriot Academy. Patriot Academy, that's our 16 to 25 year old uh, political boot camp. We are going to train you on the political process and what it takes to be an effective Christian influencer in the political world. You come to us and we'll teach you communication skills. You're going to meet a great community of other like-minded conservative Christians like yourself and uh, you'll have a blast doing it, man. I mean, there's there's it's a lot of fun getting to debate on the actual committee rooms and actual state uh, house floors of the state capitals that we're in. You're going to have a great time with it. So patriotacademy.com. Go there, check that out, look up the boot camps and uh, look for more information on that. Okay, second, subscribe to The Daily Wire. If I could give you one news source that I would say go invest your money in, I would say subscribe to The Daily Wire. Those guys are absolutely killing it right now, and they are doing exactly what we're talking about. They're taking back the culture. They are getting into the entertainment business. They released a movie a few months ago, and now they partnered up with Gina Carano, uh, who just got canceled and fired by Disney. She was a star in The Mandalorian, and now she's uh, she had some conservative posts on Instagram, and the left and cancel culture just went after her absolutely destroyed her so she's out of disney they fired her 
and uh, Daily Wire is now picking her up as a partner and they're going to make a movie together. So they are doing exactly what needs to be done and we have to support them. They, The only revenue they have to work with is Daily Wire subscribers. So if you really want to put your money where your mouth is and you say you want to take back the culture and you want to be a part of all this, go subscribe to the Daily Wire. All right, my dad has a, a, the all-access membership and uh, I could easily just log in with his and watch everything they've got. But I went and bought my own because if I'm going to put my money towards something, I want it to go towards the Daily Wire guys. So uh, that is number two for you to do in terms of getting in the fight and taking back the culture. Okay, uh, third thing, come to us with or come with us to Frontsite. Frontsite and our partnership with them, Patriot Academy's partnership with Frontsite. That's where we do our constitutional defense course training. We'll teach you uh, defensive handgun skills. You go through a four-day class doing that, and then you'll also get some Constitution Second Amendment training from my dad. Here's a quick little video on what that looks like. Trust me, guys. If you come to Frontsite, you will love it. You'll have a blast, literally. Um, but you'll really, you'll really have a good time. And again, like Patriot Academy, you'll meet like-minded people um, and enjoy conversation. And uh, also, I think the probably the biggest uh, draw to people right now is that it is just—it's a place of just a freedom of, of of going back to to real normalcy. You know, we're not we're not masking people up. We're not social distancing. People can do it if they want. We don't care. Do what you want. Um, but it really is a place where uh, like-minded people like us are able to go and just live life like normal. Have fun with other fellow Christians and conservatives um, and not worry about any COVID fascism uh, that, that is running rampant throughout the country right now. So um, you really will have a good time. Check it out, patriotacademy.com on there. Click on the Constitutional Defense tab at the top. And that will tell you everything you need to know about the front site trips. Um, and then uh, also wanted to say, if you want to get a comment read on the podcast, if you want me to answer some questions, uh, go to the YouTube channel that is in my bio, um, in my website, the Green Family YouTube channel. You can also search it on YouTube and uh, comment on there. And that's what I'll be reading um, comments to to answer on the podcast in future episodes. So uh, again, that's in my website. Just scroll down um, and look for the Green Family YouTube channel. Click on that and then go to this episode on the YouTube channel and comment on there and I'll read uh, some comments on the next episode. So, so that's all I got for you guys. Thank you all for listening and checking in. I hope to be ramping up the content uh, more so going forward, uh, trying to knock out about a week, uh, an episode a week right now. So um, I appreciate y'all, y'all checking in and listening. Make sure to share the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, and you can listen as well on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening guys. Y'all be safe out there. See you in the next one.